PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespadiso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cinema Crespity. So I'm your host, Chris Crespo, with musical guest, Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Featuring... You, you always use that same... Musical, because it's Cherry Poppin' Daddies is the most absurd band name of all time. I mean, one of, yeah. It's disgusting. I mean, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. It was on the radio all the time. They, they were making pop music. Well, yeah. I mean, that was back when, uh, oh, God, when... What type of music was that? Like some sort of like new swing thing that, that happened? That, that terrible swing era. That, that was around for like a year. And then we had to pay attention to Brian Setzer for a while there. Oh, you had to bring up Brian Setzer Orchestra. <laughs> Brian Setzer Orchestra. Is it Setzer or Seltzer? Was it it's Seltzer? Setzer. It's Setzer, Setzer right? Setzer. I always want to say Seltzer. There's no L. It's just Setzer. Brian Salsa Orchestra. That's the uh, the Spanish ting 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 ting. I mean, I could deal with the whole ska thing, but that fucking. Yeah, but what ska though? There's a lot of different skas. That OG ska is just like calypso, straight up. I'm more steel of a fan. I, I I like punk with horns. How about that? Hey, there we go. <laughs> a little less than Jakey. And not so much less than Jake. There were they were a Florida local band, so mm-hmm. like it was one of those like everybody was into them, so mm-hmm. I could not be. Fair. It's like you guys. It's too much. Yeah, we like, can't. We can't all be into that. Exactly. Some of us have to not be into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you took it on yourself to yes. be that guy. I was that with Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> I was that with, with those Jake. guys. Uh, yeah, Dave Matthews Band. MXPX. Yeah, but that's because you just didn't like Christians. Yeah. That's that was your problem. Yes. <laughs> you were just persecuting against their religious beliefs as they got blowjobs from sixteen-year-old church girls. Uh, yes. Because you know a lot of that stuff was a lie. Yeah. I mean, not maybe not them specifically. Who was it? The singer for which band? I got popped for trying to get his wife murdered by hitman. Oh yeah. Who was that band? Oh, I forgot. Uh, very Christian band. Was yeah. that as I lay dying? I don't remember. And. Uh, they're like, we're Christian. And then they're like, murder and for like, hire. And then, uh, <laughs> and then afterwards, like, oh, yeah, well, we were kind of just doing a Christian thing for appearances, but we were, we were just trying to make some money and make music. Because like, oh, okay. they started as a Christian band. But then you know, someone's like, you guys want a drink? I remember the behind the music for Creed. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started as a Christian band. Yeah. Bombs right open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. Um. And there were like, they were talking about the downfall, like, oh, we were given into our vices, uh, our human instincts, blah, blah, blah. And they were talking about how it, it got so bad that before every uh, set, they had to do a shot. I mean, Nikki Six, like, 
had to eat. drink a fifth of Jack Daniels to even it's be like, put on stage. Yeah, it's like to get up in the morning. <laughs> uh, you can watch those Pantera home videos. Yeah, to, no, to see exactly. what those guys did before, during, and after. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a reason why they had an album called Cowboys from Hell. They were trying to live up to it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They were trying to live up to it. Before that, though, they were a hair metal band, which was, which I was mean, strange. That goes, uh, hair, hair metal still a lot of drinking. Oh, for sure, a lot of drinking and partying, but they also they did that performance where they put on spandex and bandanas. Oh, man, Phil Ensemble and spandex. Yes. That sounds awful. The pictures are out there. You can find them. <laughs> Back when uh, Dime Bag was Diamond, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and uh, and then they're like, this really isn't working out. Plus, uh, Grunge Rock just came in with a shotgun and blew Glam Rock's head off. No. Like, right in front of everyone. Yep. It was very startling. <laughs> a lot of bands were, like, left with deer and headlights to look like, oh, my God, what just happened? Uh, so then they're like uh, quick change, er, and then they went to the the Texas rock thing. It worked. It looked better for, yeah. for them. It worked, and also played to their white supremacist fan base, which mm-hmm. apparently was there the whole time. Yeah, but you know what? Well, I mean, one the, of the best concerts I've been to. Nah, the whole so white good. supremacist fan base is so kind good. of a cornerstone of well, metal. southern of metal. Not a, well, uh, European metal. You got that uh, the, the black metal, Swedish stuff. Yeah, Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, at every metal show, you always saw, like, the group of skinheads, and you just stayed away. Yeah, well, not every show, but yeah, there were. Well, at least, they, down, they, they, at least they, down here. In Florida, for sure. <laughs> yeah, in New York, maybe not so much, but there's still, I mean, there's skinheads, obviously, everywhere. Yeah. But maybe more, sh- for sure, more in Florida. I can, I can remember the first time I was, ever, I, I was ever afraid of a pit. Oh, really? Yeah. There was this giant skinhead walking around, like, doing the mosh thing. Yeah. But when he saw somebody that only like, came up to his chest, yeah. he just took his fist and... Smacked him on the forehead, and oh. they dropped, and then he would just keep doing that as he was walking around, and I was like, stay away from that guy. Yeah. That's, not, that's not what you're supposed to be doing in there. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah, well, well white supremacist, racist, uh, people not really known for their consideration of others, I guess, necessarily. Or... I mean, unless you're of their kin. Of their kin. Even then, it's like, you know, no. Uh, but then you know what? They were just uh, abused at home by their daddies, by their racist daddies, and they're just trying to take it out on the next one and so on and so forth. There's always a cause and effect thing. None of these things happen in the vacuum. For example, there's a reason why Ben Affleck did a movie about being an alcoholic. Because he is, is, was one. Forever will be. Uh, what, what, is, is, I, was I just, an alcoholic, always will be. That's the thing with addiction. I just, I just don't know what his current terminology he's using is. I'm sure he calls himself. Uh, in recovery, permanent recovery at this point, because he's been in and out. Uh, This movie made during early in his recovery process for his latest lapse, uh, his most public one that that resulted in the the split of his marriage, etc., etc. With, uh, what's her name? Uh, The person. What was that show? Alias. And, uh, right, Miss Alias Electra. That's where they met. Yeah. They met doing the Daredevil. Which is... Duh. Man. <laughs> what wow! A bad movie. Wow! If kids kids watching comic book movies now, they yeah, knew they, these they, were our options. Whoo, buddy! Like we were lucky to get those Spider Man movies. Spider Man Three is still a gift considering the landscape of that time. <laughs> uh, Raimi's getting another chance with um, Doctor Strange too. That'll be very interesting. Well, I mean, when you have emo dancing Spider Man, we, <laughs> we don't really talk about this. And he was like, he's, he's really disco dancing. But yeah, <laughs> they even called that out. Man, they went everywhere with that fucking great movie. The So I saw The Way Back. I saw it today. Uh, the Way Back is not to be confused with The Way Back, starring uh, uh, Martin Sheen, directed by Emilio Estevez. You ever see that one? It's from like seven years ago, maybe? Don't think so. 
it's pretty good. Uh, it's a little, it's a drama film, uh, and it's about there's this real life. So is the way back better than the way back? Mm, they, they both have similar <laughs> issues, actually, in that they're both uh, dramas. The bad, I'll say they're both fine dramas, uh, pretty well made in all regards. But also when it's done, it's like eh, okay. You know, it was like kind of, all right, kind of light. Not light, but considering the heavy topics involved in both movies. It's funny. Uh, both movies do depend on, uh, use grief and, and um, grieving as part of the storylines. The, uh, when it's all said and done, it's like, yeah, you know, it was it was good, but it didn't affect me in a, in, a, in a way that maybe they were hoping it would. Uh, no, That Way Back is... About the uh, this pilgrimage that people take, like a Catholic-based, uh, it's a pilgrimage through uh, like Spain and Catalonia, I believe, and you stop at people's houses along the way for food and to sleep, and uh, it's, a, it's a very religious thing. Uh, Emilio Estevez plays a guy who's going on this pilgrimage for his first time, but like at the first stop, when he first gets there, he dies. Something happened, I can't remember the accent, he dies. Um, his dad, played by his dad, then goes to Europe to... Uh, claim the body, get the ashes. Finish and, the trip. Take, well, he's going to take it home. Take him home. He finds out what the trip is. And then he ends up being, yeah, he takes the trip. So he takes the trip. To, takes the ashes with him. Uh, Bobby Cannavale is a guy he meets along the way. Not the actor, but the actor playing a character. You know, It'd be funny if he was playing, yeah, I'm Bobby. I'm taking a break from acting. <laughs> exactly. It's not really working out. When what? I get back, I'm going to audition for something. But, you know, that'd be weird. No. Uh, there's, there's this new show coming out called Mr. Robot. Mr. I think Robot. I might be a part of it. Heard, heard, heard about it? I don't know. I want to see if I can get in. These, uh, so that one's pretty good. But that's a different movie. Don't confuse The Way Back with The Way Back. Also, don't confuse The Way Back with The Way. Or The Back. Actually, no, no, that's what I just did. I just confused The Way Back with The Way, but I did it the other way. There's also The Way Way Back. Do you know about The Way Way Back? These are all real things. <laughs> I'm not making any of this up. The way way back, finding that hard to believe. Chris. I swear to God, the way way back is that's the one I know the least about. That's the one I didn't see. Some sort of comedy involving people like looking back on their lives, like the summer back then or whatever. It's sort of like an adventure land type of thing. Anyway, so like I know what you did last summer, but not a horror film. But yes, exactly, like <laughs> that, exactly like that. I mean, so there's no the way is what I was describing. The way back is another one. It's a real life story based on a true life thing. That one has like Colin Farrell, Chris, I think Ed Harris, Chris, and that's about Chris, a bunch of dudes Chris, breaking out of the gulag Chris, and then going across Siberia Chris, and walking out back into uh, Chris. Uh, Jim Sturgis is the lead in that one. Chris, I don't care. Well, Drusa Cogburn. Fortunately, we have like thirty or forty listeners. And of those 30 or 40, a few of them care. So what I need you to do is to help me with this conversation so that we can make an entertaining show for them. But I don't care. Okay. The way back. Okay. <laughs> so The Way Back with Ben Affleck. I saw that. And it's a basketball movie, but it's not. Because it's a movie about him being an alcoholic. But it's not. Because it's a movie about him sort of so, trying to put everything together. So the... What's the movie about? That's the problem. <laughs> it's both of those things, but then it ends up sort of... It's like two movies that they try to put together. Like, oh, I got this good idea for a basketball movie about this white guy who connects with these brown kids. And someone's like, I got this idea about this movie about this dude who's an alcoholic and he needs to get his shit together. So, so, let's, so just, let's just put them together. So instead of one plus one equals two, one plus one equals zero? One plus one equals like one and a half. 1. 1.75. Okay. 1.8. Because it's over and it's fine, but it's like, yeah, I feel like there's something. It's a weirdly conflict-adverse film. So, but 
there's there is still plenty of conflict in the movie. It's not okay. completely conflict adverse, um, and it has some of the things you expect. He gets offered the job to coach his team. He says no. He spends a whole night drinking and rejecting the call before the God, before the next so day. So sick then, of hair was rejecting the call. That's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but then here's the thing: there's no. But then he just wakes up the next day and he shows up at the gym to do it. So it's like, well, where was the the moment where he makes a decision? Like it happens between cuts. It happened while he was drunk asleep. He woke up. It was like, oh, that was just a drunk bender. Now I'm gonna. Um, the one thing they do expertly in this film is sh- the depiction of alcohol consumption. Man, I was thirsty watching this. Like, <laughs> kind of wanted the beer. I was like, I could use those. Those pints of beer looked big uh-huh. and delicious. I, I bet you they were. Yeah. Probably, man. What was he drinking? The uh, Odules. They probably had them. Oh, had the serum for guy. No, had to drink. Nobody drinks beer for the taste, Chris. The best. Obviously, anybody who says that is lying. He's like, you know what? My what Odules. No one drinks beer for the taste? Yes. Many people drink beer for the taste. Gross. Yeah. yeah I mean, just because you don't like beer doesn't mean other people don't like it. Gross. Why? What do you got against beer? The only... I, I drink it because it has alcohol in it. Not because I like the taste of there's, beer. There's plenty of other things to drink if you, if you just want alcohol. I mean, alcohol is disgusting in general, so... So then why are you even drinking alcohol to begin with? I'm really not these days, Chris. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, I just did a, a dry February. Uh, for well, for dryish, mostly dry. I I I drank on the 29th. I was like, "Fuck it." It's so the so it was damp. It was dampish. It was moist. It was a moist February. People don't like that word. It was the moistest February. And I don't understand why. I and that well, yeah, that one doesn't bother me. I don't get it. Cause of what it conjures for some reason. I, I don't moistness. Know. It's just moist, guys. Moist. Just be moist. Moist. Just enjoy your moist moistosity. Yeah. Returning, returning, returning the moist levels up. Wow, that's hard. We throw those OI <laughs> words in there. That's interesting. Moist, lack of OI in our English language. Um, uh, yes, plenty of drinking. I did a dry February. I drank on the 29th because we had that PFT event, and I was like, "Fuck it, it's a leap day. It's a it leap year. Count. Yeah, this day does not exist in the history books." Um, towards the end there, I, I. Part of the reason why I did it is like, man, I do drink a lot. Let me see. If I stop drinking, how much would it improve my life? Would it would be obvious, et cetera, et cetera, that type of thing where people are like, oh, look at you. You lost a bunch of weight, et cetera. None of that happened for me whatsoever. I did like think about drinking. I was like, <laughs> I, was like I could go for a drink right now. Like if I was going to go out for lunch or dinner, it's like, man, it'd be nice to have a, a drink with my, but I didn't. Like the club soda and I stuck to it the whole month. And it wasn't that hard to stick to it at all, really. I did eat more dessert. During the month, I noticed that for some sort of fix. Well, I mean, you got to get that dopamine somehow. I, I got something, so I was doing it through uh, sugar, which is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, I guess alcohol, sugar, sorry. The, yeah. uh, towards the end, and then even on the leap day, when I was like talking to some people, uh, no one realized that I had stopped drinking for the month. Okay. Which is meaning like, people were like, hey, I noticed you haven't been, you know, like it wasn't. Well, that just means you're not visibly drunk. Most of the time. Which is good. That's a good That's a good thing. I mean, yes and no. <laughs> it's not good that I'm not visibly drunk I most mean, of the time. It, I it, should be more visibly drunk. It's good that you're not visibly <laughs> drunk most times, but the thing is, like, you're a bigger guy. So a bigger guy. Just, be, just because you're not visibly drunk doesn't mean you're not doing the internal damage to your liver, etc. Oh, sure. Just because you're a skinny guy doesn't mean you're... Fit uh, at all. Yeah, because Healthy. You, you, no. could, you could be metabolic, metab- metabolically uh, unfit. Um... Yeah, but people were like, 
oh, how come I haven't seen you drink it? Or, or if I turned down a drink, I go, oh, how come? You know, all of a sudden, no one ever said anything about it, made a big deal about it whatsoever. Oh, that's, that's a well, good I mean, sign. We're also grown ass adults. That helps too. So, um, yeah, but I mean, a real alcoholic does. It's, it's not like, like we're in our 20s where it's like, oh, you're having a beer, pussy. And then, you know. You no, keep... people still do that though. Really? Especially, yeah, other alcoholics will do that yeah. where they're like, I need someone to drink with me. Come on, man, drink with me. Uh, there's a scene in the in Blade Runner where uh, Deckard gets called in to see uh, Mehmet Walsh and Mehmet pours two drinks and he pushes one to, to Ford. It's, I read his character, the reason why he does that, it's not explained at all in the movie, but the reason why he does that, Mehmet Walsh felt his character loves to drink but can't do it for health issues. So as a result, loves to watch other people drink. So that's why he gives Deckard two, because he knows it's one for him, one for me, but I want to see him drink both of them because I get pleasure out of it. That's weird. That's alcoholism. <laughs> like, I love drinking so much, I want to see other people do it too. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit if other people drink or not, but man. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's some good water. The, um, the movie is like... Paint by numbers in terms of these types of movies. One about the alcoholic who lets his vices run him, and then you find out what the damage is, what he's dealing with, and then he deals with it. The end. Okay. And then you have a guy who's lost, uh, gets hooked up with a youth sports team, uh, a poor one, right? Duh. All right, who's struggling, mm-hmm. helps them believe in themselves, get better, work as a team, success. Some level of success. All the movies are different, whether it's a moral victory or if it's an actual victory, or yeah, it's the yeah. Mighty Ducks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Boom! Take those two movies, put them together. You got, you got, you got Hoosiers with a drunk guy. Which Hoosiers had a drunk guy. Dennis Hopper's playing drunk guy in that. Uh, drunk dead. So you're saying it's just a l- it's less a, quality Hoosiers? It's a not as good. It's, <laughs> it's Hoosiers with cell phones. It's yeah. I mean. That's fine. It's a fine movie. I don't. I don't want to say it's bad or a shit on it or anything like that. If people like end up watching it at home, they may actually connect on it in some sort of way. Chris, it sounds because elements are there. To me, it sounds like the movie was pretty mediocre. And better than mediocre. No, it's better than mediocre because there there it has some humor. Um, it is well done. A mediocre movie wouldn't bother having a style or having a look. It's a good looking movie. It's a little purposefully gray and drab because the character does have this you know weighing down on him that's his world but it looks good a mediocre one would have looked like a made for tv you know like but i will say this um you've seen the trailer Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know about ben affleck Mm -hmm. you've seen the movie Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you've seen it i just don't know if that last shot at the end of the trailer if it goes in or not but then again it doesn't matter you <laughs> even, watch, even watching the trailer, you can tell what's happening. You, when it was fuzzy, it's out of shot, out, out of focus. Watching the trailer, I'm like, that for sure says 69 to 68. <laughs> Fourth quarter, zero seconds on the clock. That is for sure the end final score. His team is cheering. To, at, at the end, Everyone's they're cheering. cheering and smiling, so they won some sort of victory. And he's smiling. This is a big moment. And then sure enough. Like, that's exactly what yeah, happens. Uh-huh, and, yeah. the, and the one happened, like, why would they use in the goddamn trailer? Because they're bad at their jobs. And, well, because there's also another than 20, 25 minutes where now the, 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 we have to finish up the drunk 
Like, that was kind of the culmination of the basketball story. The basketball story continues a little more into the final act, but that's a culmination of the Mighty Ducks side. Now we got to get back to the to the lost weekend, the leaving Las Vegas <laughs> side, and that's another 20 minutes or so. And now, Drew, if, if you were going to put this into two movies, bam, right down the middle, and give me a Ben Affleck is Gordon Bombay for basketball, or give me Gordon, uh, uh, Gordon uh, Ben Affleck is... Uh, uh, fighting his, his personal demons and dealing with a separated wife and all that shit and recovery, I would want the non-basketball one. I would, because I'm more interested now in the personal stuff and in the in the drama stuff. If I was younger, I'd say, give me the basketball one because that's more fun. And all that basketball stuff was actually pretty well done. They had a couple, this is why it's better than mediocre. And I'll just go ahead and blab out the examples because who gives, these aren't spoilers, but it is sort of specific. Throughout the season, Instead of doing a thing where for every game we're going to show, or here's a montage of them beating a bunch sports of Sports montage. Yeah, sports montage. Instead of doing that, it would be like uh, like the first game where he's going to coach. He's like all nervous. They're building it up. He shakes hands. It's like, all right, guys, go out there and get him. He, he claps. And then it's like, it sort of goes like freeze frame and like a music cue. And then the score just pops up right there. And it shows that they lost by like 40 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do that a bunch where instead of showing any of the game, they just they, show you lost, you lost, yeah. you lost, you or lost. Even, hey, maybe you, even you, when they start winning, didn't, even, didn't, even when they go through the montage of them so winning, that they, they do a lot of like, uh, like, like, here's a frame, here's a frame. It is interesting. And then also they did one part, like the first game where they win, uh, where he coaches them to a victory. He has, uh, and you see this a lot in movies where he's like, you're going to do this. He runs out the play and then they go to and they do the play and they win. But as he was, like, describing, you go do this, you set the screen, they then showed, like, the play was happening in slow motion as, you know, very cinematically as he was describing it during the timeout. Uh, And it looked very cool, the slow motion, cool music. And then uh, the timeout was over. And then they showed the play from, like, a almost dispassionate wide shot. Uh, Almost like you're in the stands watching it. And just one, they just ran the play. uh, And it's all one take. And it looks It looks cool. Uh, so the movie has some things going for it. It's not, um, it's not bad at all. It really isn't bad at all. Now run out and go see in the theater. Nah, I'd be surprised if anyone did. I'd be surprised if this thing made $15 million at the box office. Oh, it did not. How much did it make? Uh, $10 million at the box office. I don't even think it made that. Uh, man, poor, poor Ben Fleck. Yeah, eight and a half. No one really wants to see, um, uh, thick Fleck, uh, cry. No, he's got fat face. Because he's still like in that that puffy recovery stage. He looks yeah, better yeah. now doing media. Now he looks better. I'm sure he looks like he got him, finally got himself a trainer. He has to uh, eat right and work out for the rest of his life, or he will Orson Welles himself to death. Yes, like yes. He, will, he will balloon uh-huh. to a size. Yeah, like, yeah. How did how did you Russell Crowe yourself like this? Huh? Even Russell Crowe, I bet you he works out. At the size he is, I bet you he like still goes to the gym. Well, I, I'm not sure Russell Crowe so much goes to the gym as much as he just lives in Australia. So that's almost like going to the gym itself. So he's just running away from like snakes everything. And <laughs> the, that entire continent's trying to kill you. They're just trying to kill me out here. <laughs> oh. And oh, if not nature, then fire is straight yeah. trying to no, like, like, like put out bushfires. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he does actually live out there. That's true. Yeah, he does. He lives out in the fucking bush. Crazy asshole. So does uh, I think Nicole Kidman lives there on the reg. I don't think she's an LA person. Anyway, um, Ben Fleck. He's fine. It's a fine movie. Gavin O'Connor. He's the guy who did Warrior. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, that was uh, all right. And he, he's his filmography is not literally what movies are like. All right. Also, sort of like he, this guy Gavin O'Connor. I haven't seen any interviews with him or anything based on his movies. He seems like a, a meathead who likes to read. Yeah, that's type of guy. Mm-hmm. Like he, he's like maybe maybe he's sort of a dummy, 
But also, he seems like he's pretty smart. Like, he's probably pretty well read. And he knows this shit. He knows his references. But also, he's like, hey. <laughs> hey. That's not, maybe that kind of guy. I don't know. I haven't met him. Maybe, he could be a sweetheart. He's probably not. Maybe, maybe he's this generation Sly Stallone. Ooh. Hmm. Sly does see himself 100% as an artiste. Yeah, he, no, yeah. He paints, mm-hmm. he sculpts, mm-hmm. he, uh, say, hey, I'm sure none of it's very good, but yeah. He's like, hey, I got this new whey protein. It's pretty good for me, you know, and maybe you want to try it too. Just do uh, whey.com's uh, promo code Sly. Keep punching. Um, so the way back, it's fine. I know it's also, I know it's decently huh. reviewed. The way back. Get it? You just, you just did a whey joke. I did, I did a, a whey joke. So you do I? the way back. That's the um, Sly's protein. Uh, you want to get in shape like me, but you got out of shape like that one time we did for Copland, but I still kind of fit because, you know, I can't be that out of shape. People expect something from me. Then you get yourself back with the way back. We got protein way away from collagen, fruit, fruit, collagen, uh, grass, fruit, collagen. Um, I expect you, Drew, to never see this movie. So oh, don't worry. So let's yeah. talk about uh, Pixar's Onward. Which was preceded by The Simpsons, Maggie's First Date or something like that? What was it called? I can't remember. Something what it was. like that, yeah. It was, uh, I, I, I like the little Simpsons take on the, the Mickey Mouse. That was... Uh... Oh, yeah. The Welcome to Disney Simpsons. Uh, that was very cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did enjoy that. It was good. And the short was fine. It, for for it, what it was. It feels very much like Simpsons of the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Where it's like, it's competent, it's good. I don't think it's bad, but... No, it's just not for me anymore. It's just not like that. I'm rewatching. Talk about this more in the. I'll, I'll, I'll make a note here. Talk about this more in the media diet section. But I am rewatching OG Simpsons on that D plus. Yeah. And uh, man, I'm sure the animation quality has fallen off. Oh sure, yeah, but it's, but because it's hand drawn, it still has its own interesting style to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it will be interesting. I'm gonna try to see how much of the show I can watch before I get tired of it. It'll be interesting to see when it gets to. The digital Just animation, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then so much more rigid and uniform, and I wonder if that's part of the magic of it. I don't know. And the the hand drawn quality, uh, giving way to the the uh, the more rigid CG stuff. Um, you still call it, it would still be considered CG if it's if, if it's computer animation like that. Two D lo- animation, as long as it's two D animation, it's still if, computer if, generated. If it's computer generated. It's computer CG. So we've gone from hand drawn to CG. Okay, just mm. kidding. Though. It's uh, it's it's. It's GIF and not JIF. Make sure everyone knows that. Whatever. It's according hey, pe- the peanut butter company hooked up with Giffy. So, um, Pixar's Onward, featuring the voice talents of Tom Holland, aka uh, Spider Boy, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris Pratt, 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 as he's known on Twitter, aka um, Star Jesus, doing his very best Jack Black impression. He's going very Jack Blacky. Is a Jack Black character? I think that was, it was just that, seriously. That character was written for Jack Black. The fact that he wasn't used makes me kind of angry because it's just like a rocking dude. It's like yo, just doing that kind of thing. And that's and that's Jack Black's that's, thing. That's his fucking wheelhouse, man. Um, and especially with all those great met, ogre metal puns all over him. I was yeah, that was funny. Yeah, he's a metal dude who loves. D&D set-top games, a yes. D&D sort of set-top game mm-hmm. called Quest of Yore. And yeah, he's the type of guy that would listen to Dragon Force. But here's the thing. You've mentioned Dragon Force. They should have just had Dragon Force I in know. this movie. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> they, they, they have a whole bunch of like music cues, but it's all music written for the film, and it's like nothing memorable or exciting. No. It's just all knockoff 
80s metal yeah. or wizard rock. Mm-hmm. And you want, like, no, give me some, like, Amana Marth or give me something that sounds like, whoa, this, yeah, like this a, is a surprise hey to hear in a Pixar movie. <laughs> even if it's just the, the music, <clears throat> even if it's just the, the some Metallica, even if you're just Anything, playing yeah. um, uh, some Injustice for All or something without the, without the, um, the, the lyrics, without the vocal, vocals, you're like, whoa. And now I'm in, now I'm getting it. So that was weird. Um, okay, the story itself. This Drew almost felt like the way back to me. Okay. In that. The movie itself is well made. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like the story points? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. They're all there. Yeah, yes. The plot makes sense. Mm-hmm. When things happen, I'm like, yes, of course. This mm-hmm. is what is supposed to happen. Yes. Um, but the central crux of the film, what uh, the emotional thing, the whole thing about the youngest son, Tom Holland's character, whatever, they're, they're elves, I guess, yes. he's elven people. Mm-hmm. He uh, really didn't get to know his dad because his dad died when he was very young. He has no memories of him. He has a way through magic to get to hang out with his dad for a very short amount of time. Uh, the whole movie is about getting to that point, the satisfaction of that moment. And this movie, I feel like while trying to give you that satisfaction, for me at least, I really didn't get it. Yeah, no. Didn't really get there. But why, though? Because all the... Like I said, the... For, the, 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 the line, the I's have been dotted, the T's have been crossed, the lowercase J's have been dotted. It when, makes sense. When it comes to the Pixar stuff, Chris, yeah. it's always about the details. Okay. Like, when we talk about Wally, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Wally. Everybody remembers Wally. Yeah. Every, re- everybody remembers Eva. Yeah. But also, everybody remembers, like, one or two of those stupid little robots that were their favorite. Ca- caution Rogue Robots. See? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. And then the gulp and blow, and all the fat people, and the fat people that touch their hands. Ooh. It's all about the details. In this movie, yes, there were cool things, yeah. but it seems like they just glossed over the details. And it's like, weird. Like, when they introduced the the trash eating super dirty unicorns like yes i thought that was hilarious and i saw it and i was like please tell me like this is a running gag in this fucking movie and it wasn't and it wasn't you see unicorns once like they later you, and it's like oh unicorns you see little bits yeah. of all of those details that usually make pixar movies memorable sure. but they didn't go into it enough it's like they or maybe so yeah they have the bit there but then they don't bring it back in in a satisfying way. Like they do bring things in in satisfying ways, but not everything though. Um, yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah, the, the details, focus on the details, making details work. There's a whole running bit about the van. The van is Guinevere, yeah. and uh, yeah, it's a you know your 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 Jack Black type character who has airbrushed his van, and he and with, he, with wizards and wizard weird stuff. shit. <laughs> so he has one with a, a unicorn on this, a, a Pegasus, yeah, Pegasus, actually, a, a Pegasus type. What are what are actually those winged horses things? They're called something, and they're not the, the Pegasus. No, I think Pegasus isn't Pegasus like a specific one. It is, but it's the only one, so it's just the name for all of them. Uh, so he's got one inside his van. Uh, there's a big moment where the van comes into play. I mean, the van is a, a, a character for a while, mm-hmm. um, but then there's a big scene culminating with the you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking yes. about. Uh, but that was like the first time the whole movie, even though they keep talking about Guinevere and the, and the dudes all about whatever his name is, Farley, Forley. Um, that was the only scene where I felt like they're actually painting this thing off, where like they're focusing on the the painting on the side. They're really, and then you know, like with the tire blow and all that mm-hmm. shit, right? Like that was genuinely funny. Like that, this, yeah, that, this is good. This this is working. Um, but that was like the only time they did that. It does feel like like and when it happened, I was like, oh yeah, this is it. This is what I'm looking for. But for the most part, for half that movie, I'm like legit bored. 
Yeah. Why wait for it to I, move on to I get mean, to the next thing? The whole dad being only the lower half thing like that only worked for like the first maybe 15 minutes of it and then after that it was just kind of there Man, too bad that's your whole movie uh yeah some I'll, of the side I'll, characters I'll, are fine but the voice i don't know i was thinking i was looking for way more like weekend and Bur- at bernie's type shit with that type of they did a little bit gag. of that they did a little bit of weekend at bernie's zinging that was funny they could have done more with that yeah it's like man it's disappointing where it's a movie that's good, and I feel like uh, the problem isn't necessarily that the movie under-delivers for being a movie. I feel I like th- it under-delivers for being a Pixar movie. I think the, mo- I, I think the movie itself was just underdeveloped. A little, yeah. yeah I yeah, mean, yeah, they, yeah, they, sure. they, they, had this whole, they, they had this whole running thing about, you know, <laughs> maybe there's a little bit of magic left. Yes. But that didn't really pay off very well. Out, outside of like the main character, no. There, there's not that, like, that it's in the world or something. Yeah, like, yeah, like, no. the, like the thing with the pixies where they go from... <laughs> to, like, yeah, sure. Like that should have been like... That's, that should have been going on here and there and like this character all of a sudden can do... Or, and that character can all of a sudden... But that's something that's like sort of hints at that. Like, oh, well, that that's... The end of the movie is now where... So what they set up is then almost like, well, I hope you're excited for Onward too. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, well, not, not if that's what you guys are doing. Um, yeah, you're right. Also, um, y- 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 you said something that made me think of something else. I was like, yes, you're 100% right. The, uh, but it was about the pixies, the, the magic. You're sort of talking about magic in there. God, no, I've lost it. I tried to. It happens. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to recall it. And I was like, man, you, you were so right about that. Um... But it still feels like, uh, I said this on online. It, feels, it still feels like the best pic, uh, DreamWorks movie. I mean, yeah, but it's not. Instead, it's the worst Pixar movie. No, no, you, you haven't seen the Good Dinosaur, have you? No. Or Cars. 2? I haven't seen any of the Cars movies. Any of the Cars. To movies. be fair. Uh, and for John Lasseter being so much of a one of the wonderkins of of Pixar, uh, those are his babies. And pff, man, those are like some of them were soulless. Okay, films. so how about this? It's the worst Pixar movie I've seen. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, what happened? You uh, I I think that's really about it. How about Monsters University? I saw. I I, I never really I, care for Monsters Inc. that much. Exactly. It's I fine, didn't, but I don't dislike it. So many other people had a connection to that movie that I think it was just something that I missed. Sure. Yeah. Like there was just what whatever it was yeah. that got people like sunk its teeth in for that movie. Yes. Like I just uh, maybe I don't have that part. <laughs> Me too, because man, I saw it. I was like, this is fine. I enjoyed but, it. But like, but there were so many people that were so bonkers over that movie that loved it. Once it, I chucked it to, I missed something. Like that was an on Drew type of thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I don't want to say it's a bad movie at all. Yeah. It's just, it's just not for me. So as a result, I did not see Monsters University. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's for sure lower end Pixar. Easy, easy lower end Pixar, uh, which still puts it at upper tier DreamWorks. The only uh, the best DreamWorks movies may be up for debate. A lot of people think it's Shrek. Uh, I think it's Puss in Boots actually. I mean, who the fuck did Rango? Oh, Sony Animation. <laughs> Sony Animation. Yeah, I'm almost, almost they positive. get wicked points for that Rango. movie even being made. Rango is great. No, Sony. Uh, Sony is great. They're in the the Lord Miller business. I mean, I don't even I don't even know if anybody knew the movie that they were actually making outside of Gore Verbinski <laughs> and maybe Johnny Depp. <laughs> like they're the only people who know what's going on and whoever wrote it. Um, yeah, I think it's Sony. Sony. Okay. Sony works with Illumination. Uh, no, Illumination is Universal, so that's Minions and all those guys. 
Um, so, I don't get that shit either. Yeah. You know what? Minions are cute. Like, I get it. But I ain't going to go out of my way for it. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I get it, but it's not for me. The um, the Sony guys, yeah, the Lord Miller, Spider-Man, all that stuff, and um, uh, Kyle Chance Meatballs, all those mm-hmm. things. Yeah, so Lord Miller. They, yeah, they take some uh, interesting chances. Uh, who, I wonder who puts out the Leica stuff, the stop-motion Kubo and a two-strings type things. Anyway, so um, onward, it's like, it's good, but man, I don't know. See it at home? No need to see it in a, on a big screen. I mean, these days, most of the time I'm going for Pixar movies is for that emotional pull. Yeah. And if there's an upgrade in technology. Uh, like, like a Toy Story 10 year later yeah. a leap forward and like, wow, Woody looks yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, and since there were neither of those things in this movie, yeah. I you mean, know what? I will say this, though. Since you do mention the technology, the, the, it is at a point where I noticed this also with the, the trailer, more so for the trailer for Soul. We've definitely hit a new par. Oh my God! They keep they keep like doing the, it. The, the the bar just it's like if you if you're not here, yeah. like visually, like if I'm sorry, you you yeah. missed it. <laughs> if you're not here, unfortunately, then you're you're deemed cheap. Yeah. Oh, your movie still costs 120 million dollars. Sorry. To make, and you had people working way overtime and getting underpaid. Sorry, it still looks cheap now. Because mm. Pixar is disgusting with their shit. Um, I noticed even more with that Soul trailer. I mean, Soul actually. Had the, the, even the trailer has a little bit of an emotional pull to yes, it. Yes, even so for that, I was like, now this looks like a fucking yeah. Pixar no, movie. No, seriously, when when we saw a trailer for Soul, I was like, this looks like the next Pixar movie. Yeah. It's like, why am I seeing this movie? Yeah. This is the next yeah, one. Onward, none of the marketing ever did for me for no. Onward. That little Soul teaser, I was like, oh my God, no, you got no. me, you got me. Yeah. Um, I ha- but I have a feeling it's going to be just like, up and inside out where like mm. the first 15 minutes is kind of get soul you good. crushing well, but I mean they showed it to you though but they're setting you up now they're letting you know this yeah. guy uh, who's uh, we actually talked about this in our Patreon episode he's a guy who's a teacher but he finally gets a chance to be a professional musician and then he dies, he dies. in an accident <laughs> and he actually you see, you see him like die and then wake up as a spirit and that I was like holy shit that would be so <laughs> frightening and confusing but also really comforting because that means there's something um, and uh and then it's just like soul. And it sounds very interesting. Um, but before that, before he gets that moment where he's playing the piano and he sees his fingers and there's people, it looks like um, not stop motion because it doesn't have that feel to it, but it looks like real tactile things. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like, a, like dolls wearing clothes, using tiny instruments. It looks like a bunch of miniatures. Uh, animation has gotten to a point where, at least for these Pixar movies, they look like real tactile things that are then being moved. But then the faster they move, the more fake and animated it looks because, you know, it requires more detail. Mm -hmm. For example, did you get this weird feeling where every time there was a vehicle driver, like the van driver, you saw it, it it moved in a way that made it look like like a remote control car, like a miniature. No, I get that. It got a, just the way, like the, the <laughs> yeah. weight of it, and the way it bounced around. I was like, that looks like a tiny miniature. Uh, as maybe, a maybe it was blow my mind. You know that they do water now. It's like, damn, this water yeah, looks amazing. Uh, I'm watching some like two, and, the early 2000s. I know, stuff. and you're like, God, it looks so fake, but it was convincing then. Back then, it got us good. Oh, and talk about this in immediate diet. Watching uh, the Lava Planet stuff on uh, Star Wars Episode Three. Okay. It's like, man, this does not look <laughs> This does not look good. Some of this looks terrible. Like, wildly terrible. Well, yeah, but I mean, at the time, I mean, it was like, it looks Recently, good. I have seen the scene where uh, Anakin, like, you know, the, the lava pit scene where he gets all fucking def- 
deformed and whatnot. Oh, yeah, that was fun. And <laughs> dude, him on the table, yeah. like getting Darth Vadered, yeah, looks so bad. Uh, some it's weird. The, the makeup on him looks weird. The, 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 the whole thing the it looks really weird. We'll talk about that in a second. That's part of my media diet, actually. But onward, let's just finish up the onward discussion. It's uh, it is uh, watching at home. Right, I said it. Right. Just watch it at home. It's I said it. It's a good dinosaur, guys. It's a it's a car sequel. It's unfortunately it looks good. It's got fun ideas, but ah, God, just I wish I wish I had that magic. But I want it. I always want that Pixar magic. Just can't always get can't always get what you want. Can't always get what you want. Uh, media diets. Let's go through to some of this stuff. The Outsider. You watch this week's mm-hmm. Outsider. Are we down to one episode? Yes. So tonight's the last yes. episode. So then, uh, our our homie Ron, who's one of our five dollar patrons, patron subscribers, mm-hmm. uh, he wants us to do a, a bonus episode talking about Outsider. Okay. So this week, we'll, like a quick one. I'll figure it out. Just 10, 15 minutes of us talking about it. Um, great episode though. Fucking yeah, good stuff. I mean, the the stage has been set for mm-hmm. some fucking bonkers nonsense to go down. <laughs> god damn some shit's gonna go down uh and apparently we're about to lose about to lose some characters well we lost at least one i think that was the uh the the, the lawyer harold's buddy the mustache guy yeah i think it was god that poor guy because because mm. he was like i don't want to go <laughs> but then I, as, got, I got that bad feeling but that was just the first shot and then as the credits rolled you get however many more so, so i don't specific. know where those bullets go <laughs> yeah, so, such a specific choice startling the Bendelsons just like stuck, staring. Yeah. Cuts to black, like four or five shots. Like fuck. Yeah. Uh, you, did he get shot? Maybe. He, he can't, he's not dead. He can't, he can't be dead at the beginning of the episode, but he can be shot. And it's like, <laughs> oh my god! And this dude's out there in the woods, and the demon summoned the shit. some sort of demon, whatever it is. Are we even gonna get like full ans- full on answers? I don't know, dude. I don't know, man. It's wild. Uh, apparently, the Holly Gibney character is a recurring Stephen King character that I don't. Oh. I've, I've stopped reading King a long time okay. ago, uh, but Holly Gibney is in uh, Mister Mercedes, which was then turned into I think a Hulu series, and that character appears in, a, in that show. Interesting. I watched Devs. You see Devs? Not yet. Okay, it's on the list. Watch it. Well, yeah, it's, Alex, it's sure. Alex, Alex Garland. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I know it's on the list. Yeah, 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 put that to the top of the list. Okay, it's 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 really good. Um, I mean, is it weekly? I believe it is weekly, okay. and they went ahead and put out two episodes, and I'm That's not fine. sure what day I, the I new can, episode. Would in, all, in all reality, then I can give it a couple weeks. That's true. You could you could build up for a second, and that it's obviously like shows are now made almost in a way to be bingeable, mm-hmm. where they give you some big revelation at the end or let you know, okay, this is what's coming up. No. Oh, sure, might as well just watch the next fucking episode. Exactly. Yeah, because like I missed this week's Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode three of the new season and I haven't really made it a priority to watch it because new episodes tomorrow I'll just watch I'll, I'll watch them double up tomorrow and then it'll be a nice like back to back that's a cool thing about being able to do that you cut cable mm-hmm. how are you uh, even attempting to watch or have any sort of setup for, for new TV for your AMC type stuff TNT oh TV, I mean yes I mean I'm working on that you're, so tr- you're looking at options. I'm, I'm, I'm either going to go through Hulu or I got an email from Spectrum and they're doing something of the same. They, want you, they always want you back. Yeah. They're, yeah. I, I, so. I get like an email from them a day. Uh-huh. If it's not offering some sort of mobile shit, it's like, please come, baby, come back. Exactly. Um, all right. Interesting. I'm, so, doing, oh, I'm doing Sling. So I'm going to figure it out. I'm doing Sling. I got like 40 some channels, but the ones I really wanted TNT, TBS, AMC, and a couple others are on yeah. there. Uh, there's a couple no, exactly. different packages. I mean, in all reality, I'm probably going to go 
I'm probably just going to go with Hulu because of their whole deal with FX. Since they're owned by Disney, everything's owned by Disney now. They lumped all that shit together. Yeah. So I, and Hulu, just look around. They're, they probably give that away. Exactly. Yeah, you can get that like. I mean, I've got, it with another I've, thing. I've got regular Hulu for free right now with my cell phone. Oh, well, then you're, so, yeah, so then you're already good. I just got to work on the live TV thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, that's what I'm asking about. Like, new stuff. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you don't mind waiting, then with AMC shows, all you got to do is wait a year or a year and a half for it to pop up on either Amazon Prime or Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to watch a show as it happens, or like USA... Who knows when they're going to drop the next Sam Esmail? Like whatever, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this Briar Patch show is on right now. I wonder how can I watch? Do it, I have USA? On I was about to say it's on whatever regular. It's on regular television. So <coughs> on regular TV. Oh, on regular TV. Yeah. No USA. USA. No. Oh, I'm thinking digital. The the, the bunny digital bunny ears. Oh yeah, no, you're no, gonna, you actually you're gonna need like cable or subscription, yeah. some sort of. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, so like, yeah. who? Uh, how can I get uh, USA stuff? See, it's all so many. Well, depend, it's depends. All it, it all depends. I mean, like, because Hulu, mm-hmm. there with when you get the live TV package, you get like a certain number of television stations. Sure. So, so. who are who are they in bed with? To uh, yeah. are they working with Universal? Because USA is owned by uh, Universal, NBC Universal, so. Where, the, where does that stuff on? Wait, they're just doing their own thing. The Peacock. The goddamn Peacock. God damn it. Whole other service. Yeah, I'm not paying for that shit. I know, right? But it's NBC Universal. That's like not... They're not just some fly-by-night nobody. It's one of like the majors. It's like one of the top five majors. So how are you going to just avoid the Peacock? How's you going to get your friends fixed, Drew? I don't watch friends. I don't need friends. <laughs> The show, friends or, are suckers. I don't need the friends. I don't <laughs> the, sh- the show or the people. Um, so Devs is very good. Good acting. It's like you said, Alex Garland looks great. Um, yeah, it's pretty tense. It's weird. Of course, it's how it's. It, those are both things that Alex Garland does not know for. That's what he does. <laughs> that's what he does. I like tense well. and weird, and usually really smart too. And a score that's like, wow, you know, like, oh my god, what's mm-hmm. happening? Things are so tense that people are just walking through a hallway. Yep, um, the aliens are coming. Are they coming? Is it aliens? Actually, man, you know, it might be. <laughs> they, 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 they play their hand a bit in the first two episodes of what's what the goals are, what's going on, and even why it's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go, oh. <laughs> it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Scythe. So I saw that. Uh, I finally, I've been wanting to do it for a couple of years now. It helps that there's a Star Wars podcast I mentioned last week, Newcomers, that kind of got me, uh, gave me the push, the incentive to do it. I finally rewatched the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, most of them anyway, because episodes one and two, I could not get more than like an hour and a half through them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So fall asleep, so mm-hmm. boring, so mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Wildly boring. I mean, Space Senate talk. Come on. Come on. The Trade Confederation? Nobody fucking Who cares. Who gives a shit? Blockades on Naboo. <laughs> Are we talking about sanctions? This is a Star Wars movie about sanctions. <laughs> yeah, but in one of the corners, there's ET people in one of those things. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all you get. Um, episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. I, I I did not watch it all in one sitting, but I did watch the whole thing. I mean, at least... It, it is more At least there's action in that one. It's more action. There's action in all of them, but the, the by the time you get to the action in 2, it's like, I don't give a yeah. shit about this. Um, three is more satisfying. There is more action. The the Obi Wan Anakin fight uh, is absurd. The Dalton mm-hmm. Lyle planet yeah. shit or whatever. Uh, Ewan's great. Ewan McGregor, of course, he's a fucking he's a he's a goddamn treasure. Uh, 
poor Hayden, man. The guy's not a good enough actor to be working nope. for Lucas. Like, Mm-mm. he needs someone to tell him what to do. Master, master, what's going on? Where's Padme, master? Mm. It's, it's like, oh, man, this delivery is bad. But even Samuel Jackson is flat in all three movies. Everybody's flat. Not every movie. Not everyone, though. Ian McDermott, who plays Palpatine, he's doing it. He's doing the work because he knows what movie he's fucking in. He was in the originals. Mm-hmm. Um... So he's, he's lovely, delicious and evil. Um, McGregor is just still doing his Alec Guinness. No. So he's fine. Because he, 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 they, they both went into the movie with a game plan. Christopher Lee as Dooku. He's fine because he's just like, I'm just going to do my Christopher Lee thing. Where I'm just an evil Englishman. Uh, I'm, I was Dracula, god damn it. It's like, yes, you were, Lee. Relax. Okay, fine. Here, smoke a cigarette. Um, so th- you have to be good enough on your own in a sea of shit to be able to be like, I know what I'm doing here. Christensen was not good enough. Even Portman was, was like left say, out in the wind yeah. on that <laughs> And uh, she's a good actress. She's a very good actress. <laughs> uh, Samuel Jackson was just, he just played it flat and it was boring. And the third one in Sith, he gets to be a little more commanding and authoritative as he tries to arrest Palpatine and stuff. Uh, so then he does get to shine a little more, but for the most part, man, it's like, what a waste of having a, a dude. And then CG Yoda, get the fuck out mm, of here. So that. lame. The, Absolute best part about the new Disney trilogy is that CG puppet Yoda, the the, the puppet Yoda that they brought back, and they just gave him like a little glow and mm-hmm. like, God damn, that Yoda looks good. Well, was it real Fucking puppet? Real it is. Um, so I saw that it was it was fine. Disney Plus. Uh, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls by Paul Biskind. I've started reading them about a quarter of the way through now. A, a book about the. New Hollywood scene of the 60s and 70s. So it starts with the like the first chapter is essentially about the making of Bonnie and Clyde. The second one gets into um, Easy Riders. And the third one is like well, a lot about Robert Altman and talks about MASH, what that led to him making McCabe Miss Miller with Warren Beatty. Uh, great Hollywood insider stuff. A lot of fun if you know like about these movies already ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see it being like if you don't know who the players are and you don't already have sort of a working history of a working knowledge of Hollywood history. It could sort of be a little, uh, a little too dense to get mm-hmm. into, but it just helps. I like, I like seventies Hollywood all stuff. And I've seen these movies. So it's really cool to get a lot of crazy backstory, a lot of alleged CD stuff. So many times as you're reading, you have to, in the parentheses, this person denies this, but the <laughs> crazy story yep. parentheses, this person denies this. completely denied. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when you're really like, no, no, no it happened. Th- this, is what happened. <laughs> this is for sure what happened. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. It came out in the early 90s. And then he wrote another book that I'm going to read called Down and Dirty Pictures. And it's about like the Miramax stuff of the 90s and all the indie films, Tarantino and all mm-hmm. that. So that's going to be really good. Um, and then, like I mentioned, I'm rewatching The Simpsons. I'm halfway through season one. Uh, and it's a goddamn delight, man. It's yeah. like, it's it's an easy watch. It's a type of thing where like, uh, I only got like an hour before I'm going to bed or I'm doing something. Watch a couple Simpsons episodes. Call it a day. Throw on some Simpsons. Use my phone. Call it a day. And it's a fucking wonderful, delightful show. I'm enjoying it still. Um, all right, Drew, what are you watching? What's your media diet like? Uh, I watched the new episode of Avenue 5. And uh, once again, the best part of this is the space poop humor. Uh, th- this time, all the space. So the space poop has created a ring. Because the ship's so massive, mm-hmm. there's the ring of space poop that is gravitationally attracted to the sure, ship. Sure, So this time... They light it all up with lasers, so it looks like a disco. And oddly enough, it looks like Pope John Paul II. What? So there is a space poop John Paul II in this show. All right. 
and that made me giggle. Sacrilicious. Yes, it is. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I love taking a good shot at the potpourri. Yes. <laughs> I, love, I love taking a shot at the Roman potpourri. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay. Uh, I watched uh, season two of Altered Carbon. Yo, you watched it? I watched it. Damn it, I gotta watch that. That's on my list. Yes. Uh, but it's the whole season. The whole season. It's only eight episodes. And... Not as good as the first. Oh, sorry to hear that, Anthony well, Mackie. I mean, the only reason I, I un- it's the first one was so much fun because you were being, you know, like newly introduced to this world. Sure. Now that you know the world, like yeah. you're looking for maybe like a little bit of expansion yeah. or something else. Yeah. And it just it was just kind of more of the same. I mean, there was expansion, but it was more of an expansion of the characters. Yeah. But not the world itself. But not really the world itself so much. That's a bummer. So, yeah, I mean, it what was, I enjoyed about the show was the sci-fi trappings of it. It was. As opposed to, like, the actual story itself. It was fun, but it was just okay. It's mm, a bit of a bummer. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I so- sophomore slump. It happens. Sure, absolutely. It does happen very often uh, to, all, to all the shows, even the great shows. Yeah. All right. I'll still check it out. Should yeah, I still no, check it, it out? I mean it's totally worth watching. If you I'll, if you watch the first season, I did. Go ahead and watch the second one. It's not gonna. All it's right. not like it's that bad. It's just <laughs> just not as good. It's just not as good. It's like an onward type of thing. Exactly. So yeah, you can still see. It. Just mm-hmm. don't just don't bust your ass and do it. Maybe exactly. It's it, it's not like oh my god, you didn't see Ultra Carbon season two. I mean you'll be fine. Gotcha. But you know, I mean if you're a completionist, watch it. It it's still good TV. It's just not as good. Gotcha. Understood. Okay. okay. Uh, I watched season three of Castlevania. How isn't that short? Like how long? Because are, aren't they short episodes? So the first season was like six or eight episodes, and they were they're all half hour each. Half hour. Okay. So it's not not that short. I thought for some reason it was a lot shorter. Well, no. The second season is only like four episodes, but still half hour. Yeah. Okay. So they they. This new season was 10 episodes. so oh, The longest of them all. Yes. Okay. Uh, but also the least amount of, uh, like, Castlevania action. Interesting. Because the first two were all about... That's actual whipping? Was, was all about fighting Dracula and mm-hmm. doing that. And at the end of the second season, like, we have fulfilled the story. Okay. So it's like, what are they going to... What, what are the Belmonts doing next? Sure. Uh, so it's a little bit... Dracula 2. Southern Dracula. Kind of uh, other things. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's definitely weird. Uh, the first eight episodes, like I said, a little less on the Belmont stuff, mm-hmm. more on other characters that they're building with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last two episodes are fucking bonkers. Oh, really? Like like worth watching the first oh, eight to get to the last oh, yeah, two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's weird. I mean, there's this place is going so many weird places. Yeah. In episode six, there's... So, I'm not sure if... Are you familiar with Castlevania, the anime? That is, the anime? No. That's on Netflix? No. It, like, I know of it, it but goes I weird it. places. Yeah. But anyway, so at some, so basically, there are they're, they're, they're these people that, like, turn human souls into demons. Okay. Right? Okay. So he does it to this guy, blah, blah. At a certain point in time, there's, like, a whole, like, ten-minute sit-down where one character is sitting down with the soul of an ancient Greek philosopher that has been... Come that has come back mm-hmm. as a demon, but he almost remembers who he was before. Mm-hmm. So they like have a little sit down about like religion and like good and bad and things like that. And I was like, he's a Greek philosopher. Yeah, and I'm I'm sitting here going like, what is this twenty minutes of philosophy doing in this fucking show? Hmm. Like this is out of way left field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, it, it was just it was a weird little thing. And then episode nine, there's. Like, the whole episode is this weird juxtaposition of either 
this dude and lady vampire having sex okay. or dude vampire and two other people having sex Whoa. or like some of the most violent. It was almost like a moving Hieronymus Bosch painting. Ah, sure. Yes. Like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Garden of Unearthly Delights. Yeah. Some, some where chaos all around. You're just everything's m- happening. The mixing like, for the entire episode is, is just a, a, a horrific mixture of we- weird pleasure and pain, horror, sex, and violence. The, the Cenobites. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Right up there with all that shit. The, the best. The best and the worst. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. It was weird. Interesting that it goes there. Yeah. Is like, it like labeled uh, MA or whatever? Oh yes. Obviously intended oh, yes. for. Oh yeah. yes. 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 Yeah, good, for, good for the kids out there who have Netflix accounts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was strange. But it was pretty good. Cool. Especially the last two last tips were bonkers. Okay. Castlevania season three getting the thumbs up from True Chicago. Yes, sir. Very cool. Anything else? Uh, oh, yeah. And then I watched that Marky Mark Spencer off. Confidential. Spencer Confi- oh. Uh some sort of it's like an action comedy sort of thing. It's a Peter Berg movie. Chris, it was objectively bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the no everybody it didn't seem like anybody was like really in it. No one was trying. Definitely not. Oh, uh, I mean, Post Malone can't act. He's in it. Oh, poor guy. Uh, Eliza Schlesinger. You're, are you familiar with yeah, her? Yeah, she's a comedian. Comedian. Yeah, she's the uh, she's the girl. Okay, she's the movie's girl. The, yeah. The it girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and she can't act. Oh, yeah, she's a comedian. Uh, bad Boston accents all around. Oh, yeah. Why do they, why do they like to do that? Hey, Mikey Mike. He's like, come on. I po- I'm a pocket in the car. It's like a fucking mm. uh, car commercial. The, the best part of the movie was Mark Marin and, uh, oh, what's the black guy? The uh, J.B. Smooth. Uh, uh, Ron Funches. No, the uh, guy from uh, Black Panther. The guy who was roaming. Oh, who, Winston. Who ruled uh, the Winston other kingdom. Duke. Yeah, yeah, that's he's right. He's in it. He was all right. He's like the co-lead, isn't he? Yes. Because he's he's in the promo images that yes. they keep using for his movie. It's him and yes. Mark Wahlberg like hiding behind something, looking around a corner. Yeah, it was not a good movie. Man. I do not recommend watching it. Uh, it's a giant waste of time. P- Peter Berg, so promising at one point, making some really cool movies. But lately, he's, he's done this just run of sh- real dreck. But also, so he was doing like they just run out of disasters. He did. Well, they, they ran out of real life disasters. Yeah, real life disasters. So that that one, uh, that deep water horizon, uh-huh. the one with the Boston Marathon thing, the Cause Patriots Day, because Boston, Boston, because hey, Boston, I'm a real Boston hero, Peter. Um, and then they did Lone Survivor was the first of those three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, they did that mile 22, 22 mile, mm-hmm. mile twenty two, which I never saw. Got bad reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this. No. This is their run. This is the Berg, Wahlberg, the Wahlberg Berg run. It, it is not good. No, it's not good. Well, thanks for taking the hit then. Yeah. Else? I appreciate mm-hmm. that. See, yeah. I saw Six Underground. You yeah. saw this one. It works out. I watched yeah. Six Underground too. Six Underground was somehow better. Well, because Six Underground, it's still, yeah. Because <laughs> it's still Michael Bay. It's still Michael Bay. Peter Berg is often just doing like kind of, kind of a weak Michael Bay. Yeah. Sort of. Remember the Kingdom? That one was not bad. The uh, with Jamie Fox and uh, Jeremy Pivens a little bit. Remember that one? The Saudi Arabia. There was like a oh, that wasn't that like wasn't a bombing. That wasn't awful. Was okay, that was Peter Berg. Then he did Battleship after that, oh. uh, and then since then it was down downhill. Yeah. His best movie is maybe one. I think it's. I don't know if it's his first or not, but the Rundown. Lauren is fantastic. That's him. That's Peter Berg. How? Yeah. How does he make the Rundown? And then he makes all this other stuff. How does that happen? Uh, Isn't that crazy? Isn't that a weird thing? Drew's brain's on functioning now. You know what it makes me think? Mm -hmm. It makes me think that Peter Berg probably had less to do with the rundown than his director credit gives him. Because there's no way you can go from 
that amount of competency and yeah. action and hilarity all rolled into almost a perfect action comedy. Sure. To what, to what I he, just saw. To what he's doing now. Yeah, no. He he must have like lost how he, like the producer. Did, did, did he get a lobotomy? Maybe the uh, maybe the action was done by a second unit. I mean, uh, interesting. Wow. Wow. How, how the mighty have fallen. That is true. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I mean, this yeah. It's like that article that you put on the the Facebook with uh, with Carl Urban being like, "Oh, Alex Garland totally directed Dread." Oh yeah, Carmella yeah, Carmella put that up that there. But yeah, but that is true. We we have mentioned that on the show before. It reminds me of Garland. He it reminds me of that in reverse. Yeah. Yeah, you, you do get both sides. Those stories happen both ways. Mm-hmm. You find out about who this person gets all the credit. He didn't do shit, and then this person is like, "Oh, that's what he secretly did the whole thing." Yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer was saying that lately with um, regards to Kurt Russell and Tombstone. He was like, "Oh yeah, uh, Kurt Russell was like the secret director of that whole thing," oh. uh, and it makes sense because if you do the timeline, uh, Stallone. Get this out. Hey, hey, it all comes back. Remember, it all comes way back to me. Uh, be at wayback.com slash uh, keep punching for promo code 20% off your first month away. Um, the uh, <laughs> That's your fault, Drew. You introduced that concept. <laughs> you introduced it. He, uh, he hired George P. Cosmatos to do um, Rambo 2 because he needed someone to that he could boss around. Mm-hmm. And he liked working with him. I think he also did Cobra with him. I'm not sure. And uh, so he liked working with him because he helped him make Stallone movies. He was like, yes, the, like mm-hmm. he does yeah. what I say. And then Russell uh, meets Stallone and works with him on Tango and Cash. They're friends. Russell then gets on Tombstone. He's like, we have a problem. We got to fire the director. The shit's going bad. We need someone. Stallone's like, hey, I got a guy for you. And <laughs> He'll do whatever him, you say. He'll do whatever you say. <laughs> sends him George P. George P. Cosmatos, uh, who then is the director of the movie. But now Phil Valcomer's like, no, Kurt Russell was the real director of that. Um and then if you ask Russell, he'll demure and say, oh, of no, course. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he he's, he's a professional. He's a professional. That's a political thing. He's very smart. Um, meanwhile, he may want to be in a Panos Cosmatos movie one day. Yeah. So exactly. he's not going to slag his dad because yeah. his son's out there making fucking Mandy and shit. Um, anyway, so yeah, who knows? So Spencer Confidence. Yeah, who, who, who is the genius behind Peter Berg? Who is his... Um, Who's the guy? The Matthew Vaughn doing the Guy Ritchie movies back yeah, in the day. Exactly. Um, so that's it. That's your media done. Yeah, that was it. That's all I watched. All right, there you go. We went a little long in the first half. We're about an hour here, so we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with a second half, a shorter second half, where we got an email. We have some comments and quick things in the, in the comments Facebook thread, and uh, I got a couple of news stories here. So let's take a break, refill our drink. We'll be back with the show. essential amino acids but the way back has turned we invented an amino acid and you deemed it essential it is essential to the diet so if you go to wayback.com promo code over the top get 20% off uh Drew Sakai where can people find you online at antihair419 Facebook and Instagram follow at Cover on Twitter it's not even a different job fucking do it God damn, do it! Don't make me drink. I will drink if, unless you do it. I will drink. 
in that case, I'm just gonna stop. You, you better go uh, fill up the liquor cabinet, buddy. Oh, it's full. Like I said, I've been drinking all February. I think it's full as fuck. Um, let me see here. Drewster Cogburn, 52 followers. All right. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. I'm on Twitter at I am Chris Crespo. The show is Crespo Diso. Instagram is Cinema Crespo Diso. Facebook group Cinema Crespo Diso. Email us Cinema Crespo gmail.com. We'll read on the show. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and just jump right into that. Oh, also Patreon.com. Give us your monies. We need your monies. Um, we're doing 12 months of Sigology on the Patreon every month, 2020, one Sigal movie in order from start to finish. This first 12, we might fudge that towards the end there to squeeze in mm. the right movies. Um, but yes, we just did Mark for Death, and we know that movie is full of Jamaicans, the most racist Jamaicans possible, blood and fire. And two screw faces. <laughs> two screw faces. <laughs> Two screw faces. The double screw face. Our movie has two. Um, guys, sign up for the Patreon. It's pretty sweet. Anywhere from $1 to $5 gets you access to everything. What's the benefit of doing $5? Well, like I said earlier, our homie Ron wants us to do an episode about The Outsider on HBO, which we will do probably this week because I guess the show is ending this week. If it's the last episode, right? Mm -hmm. Episode 10, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so do that because Ron asked because he is one of our $5 executive producer tier levels. Um, if you don't want to have a say, but someone help us out, guys, sign up. It's a lot of fun. All right. Ron sent us an email. Cinemacrestweetsailgmail.com. Mm -hmm. Drew, you have it? Yes. Take it away, good sir. Hey, guys. Hope you're doing well. Oh, we're doing okay. I think we're doing oh, he didn't mean that. There's a rhetorical. I'm sorry. Go ahead. How you doing, Drew? Mighty, mighty. I guess. Oh, wow. That, that's uh, that's like direct to you, Drew. Are you doing Mighty Mighty? I guess. What does that mean to you, though? I, I don't even know. If you were to define Mighty Mighty, Drew, <laughs> this is not this new to me. Is this an anime thing? Ron I mean, loves anime. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. okay. <laughs> saw Onward, and that was touching. Hmm. I, I think it holds magic for siblings. For siblings, yeah, sure. Um, I have a brother. I could see a little bit of brother, brother... Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. I also think it's the male equivalent to Frozen in many respects. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. I, I think Frozen is slightly superior due to the music, but that's just my take. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, that Frozen music. I, I, never, I haven't seen it. I don't let it go. Let it go. I haven't seen Frozen. And I know let it go. I and don't. Do you want to build a snowman? I don't know any of those things. Isn't that crazy? But I do, it's though. so awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> How do you not know? I guess I, I it's just... It's so great. I just consume more weird media i guess or different i don't know but you can assume that it's different media oh, why are we in different circles <laughs> what's going on here uh the last outsider is tonight where am i what's going on <laughs> hoping for a bonus episode giving y'all's rundown of the episodes yeah you got it ron it says it's the season finale i'm not sure if this is a sustainable show but let's go for it yeah i don't think it is but we'll talk about that we'll talk about that not for you buddy okay avenue five i think is produced by will smith so it stinks of scientology <laughs> that ha, ha ha i kid it's an okay show i didn't know that either oh man scientology that's super funny um maybe watching now through the lens yeah. of repressing your fears yeah. and dealing with your uh -huh. past yeah. even it being a dumb comedy with space poop humor maybe there's some science poop john paul ii chris it's all i have to say by saying that you actually you want to kind of sort of check out the show nothing you've been watching show week to week nothing yeah. you said has been compelled me to watch it except no. for now poop this. john paul ii yeah now it's you're like, oh, definitely the it's by far the best part of the show should i just skip that episode i mean probably <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, with the changing of the 007 films, this coronavirus thing is pissing me off. Yeah. I also hope that Mulan doesn't get too much of a drop, because yeah. it will. It will. I know some people, Floridians, will not take their kids for fear of getting the virus. That really grinds my gears. Oh, because it's Mulan, because it's Chinese. I don't want to see it because there's other Chinese people in the audience. Or, yeah, or, for sure. or maybe the giant Chinese person on the screen will somehow give me the virus. Hey, you know what? That's why I refuse to see Brokeback Mountain. I ain't trying to get fucked in the ass in the theater mm-hmm. watching a movie. I'm just trying to watch a movie, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, I'm, there's there's Heath Ledger tickling Jake Gyllenhaal's butthole, and now I feel a tickle in my butthole. I ain't here for that, Drew. Well, I mean, I'm not here for that kind of anal stimulation. Hopefully, it would be like a consensual thing, because if not, it's definitely sexual assault. That's what I'm saying. That by buying the ticket and going to see that movie, I feel like I'm making it consensual. <laughs> so I, I, I gotta say no. I gotta say no. Yeah, people are fucking bullshit. Um, but the coronavirus, man, that thing sucks. The uh, five conventions got canceled here in town. Yeah. March is like apparently convention season. It starts. It's the start of it. Yeah, it's a start. It's a real start of it. And uh, one of my brother's jobs at uh, at a Disney property uh, lost a huge convention, a big deal for next week. Um, which means maybe his hours for the week might get slashed. I mean, there you go. You there's, there's a cascading effect. Yeah. South by Southwest got canceled in its entirety for the first time yeah. in its 34 years. Uh, and that's a big blow to a lot of bloggers and entertainment writers and people who are dependent on covering that for income. Now, a lot of thousands of dollars just uh, went up and smoke like that for them. Yeah. Um, it's a real bummer. Yeah. I hope it doesn't get too much worse for us here. I mean, coronavirus is here. We're just waiting for people to finally start getting diagnosed so we can get a grip on the number, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's, it's fucking... Orlando, we're the, yeah. the most visited place in the goddamn country. Mm-hmm. Someone's got it here. Oh, guaranteed. They got it now. Mm-hmm. It may be me, Drew. It could be. Could be you. Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know where you've been. You out there with these weirdos? Yeah. With stuff on the streets? Mm-hmm. We're not together all the time. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like I'm saying, yeah, Ron, we feel it. We feel could your, be any of us. We feel your trepidation, buddy. It's it's in the air, but we'll get through it. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that for, for email? Uh, yes. Are we done? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just wait for more. Okay, no, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. We appreciate you, buddy. You're awesome. Uh, we also, if you're a part of our Facebook group, uh, Facebook sucks. I hate it. You should delete your account. But if you don't want to delete your account, if you want to stay on it, you should join our Facebook group, Cinema Crespity. So it's very chill. Everyone's very cool. Uh, we have a good time in there. And I put up a, now, trying to do this weekly, a post that I pinned to the top. And people can use for comments or questions. Just like this. Go ahead, Drew. I got a question from Carmella. What's up, Carmella? Has Drew ever considered a career as a stylist? You know, Drew, you can be pretty stylish if you want to. I'm sure I can be. I You do, n- you do have, like, a style. Never thought of being a stylist in any way, shape, or form. Why not hire yourself out to the stars? No. And, and show them how to dress in a non-pretentious... No cool way no because you do dress well mm-hmm. but in a way that's not like uh, except when you wear a drive jacket when you're in a drive jacket oh, it's like look at me baby seriously <laughs> it's that, a great jacket i though. wear that thing so little because it's so flashy mm-hmm. yeah it's gotta, i'm not it's i'm not be, that type of guy yeah it's gotta be a special situation it's a great jacket um yeah Drew, you should totally uh you, sh- you should be it's like the anti-stylist sort of thing where you're like what's my style it's uh, no it's, style. It, yeah, my style is no style. It's the art of fighting without fight. It's the art of dressing <laughs> without dressing. And it's like you just, you just, be, you know, you know. It's you. I'm trying to tell you how to be you. You be you, I, but help other people be them via you. <laughs> but get them to pay you to do it. 
I mean, I really don't like people that much. And it sounds like I'd have to deal with a lot of people. Yeah. So Gabe has some reviews for us. What's up, Gabe? Dr. Sleep Review. Okay, nice. I really liked it. A little confusing in the beginning, but it's just good versus evil. Plus, I like McGregor in this. Oh, yeah. The little girl is the star in all of this. She's great. Love the ending. Dope. Uh, I, I will repeat this. Uh... The, the, the more it leans into The Shining, the less I like that movie. Mm-hmm. And the more it does its own thing, the more it, it fucking it soars on beautiful wings like made of, mm-hmm. of majesty. It's a really good movie. I definitely want to... Rewatch it? Yes. But there's that director's cut. Uh, we'll get to that. Oh. oh, oh. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Ron <Spoiler>. commented, <laughs> the Dr. Sleep director's cut is supposed to be superior. Yes, it is. It's supposed to be better, uh, more filled out. And uh, I can for sure see how it could be uh, the movie was trimmed. Just, what was it? It was already like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fucking long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I want to check that out. He's got a Knives Out review as well. Yes, Knives Out. A who's who's of wonderful actors. Loved the grandma the most. Okay overall. Grandma, yeah. Daniel Craig accented his ass off. Hashtag Foghorn Leghorn. Yeah, fucking people really responded well to Daniel Craig. It's like, I didn't buy it too much, but people love it. They should really, anybody who loves... Daniel Craig and Knives Out should go watch Logan Lucky yes. because uh, like if you he, haven't seen he's that. just doing a more sophisticated Joe Bang. That's true. And Joe Bang, I'm sorry, better character in my Joe, book. Joe Bang is a better character. <laughs> You're gonna ask me if would do you want a Benoit Blanc or a Joe Bang? I sequel? want a Joe Bang sequel. I would love a Joe Bang sequel. <laughs> I just want the story of Joe Bang. <laughs> Joe Bang prequel. How he got his name, you know, Joe Bang. You know, like I I don't necessarily like prequels or origin stories, but yes. A Benoit Blanc sequel, new story, or a Joe Bang origin story prequel, yeah. I would still take Joe Bang. Yeah. Joe Bang's better. Joe Bang's awesome. Benoit Blanc is cool, but Joe, Joe Bang is great. Joe Bang is <laughs> I would like to see Ryan Johnson do a Joe Bang movie. Because Soderbergh would still, he still makes him kind of dry. Yeah. Because uh, that's his style. I don't like his yeah. style, but it's still a little, like a, this is real life. But Ryan Johnson leans into the cinematic. Um, he's the one that gives you the, the fucking silent Death Star being split in half and with light speed type shit, right? Uh, him doing a Joe Bang movie? Let's let's meld the two together. Mm-hmm. We can have a lot of fun with this. Hollywood, give us money. We, we know what we're doing. Go ahead, Drew. And Gabe also has another one. He's got uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor review. Won't you be my neighbor? Starts off peculiar with a peculiar, consistent performance by yeah. T. Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got into it after a while. Wonderful, emotional, and overall positive experience. Mm-hmm. See, just for the Hanks. Um, yes, I would say the movie is saved by much like Rogers and and what we associate with that show. Um, the movie is very positive in the end. It is a lot about self-love and, lo- and loving others and mm-hmm. thinking about others. Well, I mean, it's like... It's more of like what you said. You, you actually said probably the best thing about the movie. It was, it was like... Group therapy <laughs> in a movie theater. And it really was. It really was. Like, if you connected with the movie and, like, yeah. you understood what the movie was about, then you were participating in said therapy. That, that's true, yes. Yes, it is a movie that is calling for audience participation, which Rogers did with the show. And Gabe points out the, the peculiar intro mm-hmm. of the movie yeah. where they just recreated the, sh- of, of the TV show yeah. intro. And, um, yeah, they did. It's... It was a weird thing that they attempted to do, and by God, somehow it worked. Uh, I feel like a more straightforward approach may have still been better, but still, what they did, the story of this guy via Rogers, anyway, it was good. But yeah, it gave me some good points there. 
Uh, so that's it from uh, from the from the group there. From the yes, sir. All right, guys, we really appreciate that. Well, yeah, we got about 10, 15 minutes here, so let's um, let's wrap up with a couple of movie news stories. I got some fun stuff. A couple of stories that I cut from last week because we we're running out of time. Linda Hamilton. Uh, I love this lady because she must have, I guess, the Cameron divorce set her up for life. She don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, more than likely. She stopped, wor- she stopped working. She stopped acting. So she'll say whatever the fuck she wants to say. For example. Let me see here. When recently asked if she had to speak up and advocate for some elements of Sarah Connor in the Terminator Dark Fate script, she responded, very much at times, the script wasn't really finished when we started. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Sounds <laughs> and, about right. And it was kind of coming along as we went along, and we all found that very hard to work that way. Yep. I heard too many people say, well, that's how they make movies these days. Oh, we shouldn't be. It's like, you know what? I need a beginning and a middle <laughs> and an end. Link those moments together one by one. I've got to know where I'm coming from, and I would get a scene. Here we go. This is why these movies aren't coming out good, Drew. I would get a scene that had just been sent the night before and go, well, I can't be saying that if you're going to have to move that piece to the train top because my character hasn't learned it yet. You know what I mean? Like, let's make this something that is solid so that the actress can then work that way. We can't wait until September for the script to be finished. So, yeah. So what you're saying is moral of the story. Have a script. (laughs) Have a locked script. Like, finished. Moral of the story. <laughs> don't launch into your $150, $175 million blockbuster. Have a script. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's step one of movie making. You would think so, right? But not everyone works that way. Now, um, Alan Horn is... Where, where is Alan Horn now? Is he at... For a while, he was at Warner Brothers. But he's somewhere else now. Alan Horn, I have mixed feelings on. Alan Horn's the type of guy, as a, as a studio head... Like, for example, when he was at Warner Brothers, he greenlit Watchmen. Okay. All right. Cool. No. He saw the potential in that. Mm-hmm. Years ahead of no. anyone saw potential in counterculture comics. Um, but Alan Horn also feels, and it's it's right and it's just, and I get it, but he feels a responsibility uh, to but the content he puts out there and how it affects culture, and he doesn't want to have movies in which heroes, characters that are considered heroes, smoke. Okay. So that's how we end up with in Watchmen, uh, 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 Silk Spectre 2, uh, Sally, she's, she doesn't smoke anymore, but then she's in the fucking owl cockpit poking around. In the comic, she's looking for a cigarette lighter. Yeah. In the movie, she's just poking around like a fucking idiot, hitting buttons with fire on them. Yes. He likes uncomplicated heroes, which is kind of lame, but I think that's why he's at Disney now. I think he's at Disney. No, it makes sense. Um, but Alan Horn will also not greenlight a movie until he reads the script. He must read the script. So there's one person. That, that means at least that there is a script. There is one person. Yes, <laughs> there is one person who cares enough to be like, give me something that's completed. And he's not going to read something like, this is bullshit. Go ahead and figure it out along the way. He'll be like, no, this is bullshit. Fix it. And then come back to me. And then I'll give you. $120, yeah, exactly. $150 million. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're right, man. It's got sorry the script. And when they don't do it, they fuck it up. You end up with Terminator Dark Goddamn Fate. And the people are like, James Cameron's back. No, he wasn't. No, nope. He was on the set of Avatar 2 uh, fucking Skyping in. <laughs> and be like, you guys, you guys are fucking up. With his underwater 3D cameras. God, I can't wait. Crazy that. asshole. I can't wait. Next Christmas. Next, <laughs> next Christmas, 2021. Yeah. 
God. Next Christmas, Drew. I gotta. I still gotta wait. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I put in Facebook this. Uh, I saw on Twitter. I screenshot and put it on Facebook. Someone compiled fifteen big budget movies for twenty twenty one. I commented on that. You commented on that. You gave your top five. Yeah. It was interesting. Here's like fifteen. Essentially, they're all sequels. Yeah. Big budget movies come out in 2021. You can only choose five, and the rest you can never see. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a fun caveat. What five would people choose? So I went in and put up there to see, and I got some interesting responses. The most interesting thing that I thought drew, I was the only one who wanted to see Avatar 2. The only person who responded. No one. Even I put it on Instagram as well. No one wants to see Avatar 2. I think that's wild. Well, it's not that. It's, it's a, a Jim Cameron movie, man. It, it's not that they don't want to see Avatar 2. It's just of all the movies on there, they would rather see something else. Which is like... Even then, yeah. I, when I looked at the list, Avatar 2 was on the top of the list for me. And not even just because it's alphabetical, for crying out loud, because it was. But that, it helps, but still. <laughs> I mean, it, wasn't, it didn't make mine. There's like nothing. I know, it didn't. Was, <laughs> I mean, no one else's. Huh? No one else's. People are like, you would rather see Thor 4. Yeah, yes, Thor 4 is cool. I, I'm all on board for Thor 4. 100%. I can't, I can't wait for Thor or Thor, Thor? Thor Furious. I can't wait. It's going to be great. Is it, so have the, we decided the, on the 4 or Thor? 4. I can't wait for Thor 4. Um, but I would rather see Taika Waititi do something original I mean, yeah. than do a Thor 4. I, would, I mean, Thor 4, cool. Great. That's going to be great. Cool. But I'd rather see him do something new. I'd rather see him do... a. Create a new Ricky Baker as opposed to the the further adventures of Thor. Right. Um, but Avatar is it's fully it's not James Cameron like playing in someone else's sandbox and come up with someone else. He's he's Avatar is his thing. Uh, so that's why there's like certain like when I actually came with my five, I wasn't too conscious of it. I was like, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, my five was actually, if I can recall, was Avatar 2, The Batman, John Wick 4, and Matrix 4, Duh. which is the same goddamn weekend. Duh. Stupid. It's so the st- weekend of Keanu. I know, but God, they're splitting their audience. Yes, they are. <laughs> and, um, I know. And um, I can't remember what the fifth one was, but none of them were Marvel movies, um, which is, again, it goes back to like, the Scorsese Coppola thing, where if you were to Thanos snap and lose a bunch of movies, then you lost all the Marvel ones. I'm like, yeah. Okay, right. <laughs> so be it. <laughs> All right, none of those movies like made me cry or anything. So it sucks to lose like Black Panther, but I also lost like Thor two, The Dark World. People are gonna be crying over The Dark World or, no. or The Incredible Hulk. No, or Ant Man and the Wasp. No, which is like fine, but no, it's forgettable. I mean, these movies yeah. are fine, but uh, if twenty two, twenty three of them, it, I'll I mean, keep three. I mean, in all reality, I can think of two off the top of my head that no matter what, like cherry pick right out. Uh, what? What would be your Black, Black Panther and Thor three? Ragnarok, yeah, Ragnarok, <laughs> right? People really stand for uh, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I never care about Bucky, you know, so I don't care about Winter Soldier. But it's a fine movie. Robert Redford and all that. I know that sort of stuff is cool. That's the reason why. The only reason why I would even consider it is because of the Robert Redford political thriller angle. Right. Because right. like I. 
was not expecting that. And when I saw it, I was slightly relieved. I was like, oh my God, it's something more than a Marvel movie. And it maybe was at the beginning of them finally breaking out into doing different genres. Like, yes. so Ant-Man's a heist movie and uh, stuff like it that, was. you know, right? Black, uh, Black Widow coming out is like, maybe they're straight up espionage uh, yeah, action. It's going to be like a spy thriller. It's like their Mission Impossible yes. movie is what it is, right? Yeah. Uh, which I'm looking forward to on that level. I'm hope it's a big budget action movie, yeah. so I just hope that it's all there. Um, the trailer, you know, it's not bad, but it's not, it's not, it's not making me uh, worried or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's also not grabbing me. Okay, you know, it's not making me excited. No. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm surprised no one else wanted to see Avatar two. Not even one other person that would put that on their list. Like if you if you told me now after all these years that the man doing all this technology was like, no, you can never see what he's developing. I'm like, no, that's like I might as well have died. Did I die? <laughs> Did I die before Christmas 2021? Because that's terrible. Sorry, you can still watch Avatars three through whatever. In the after- oh yeah, that's true. Just not two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Loophole. <laughs> I mean, that's the way I figured it. <laughs> Damn it! True, you're so smart. Um, uh, Bong Joon Ho. Apparently, his uh, storyboards are incredible. Okay, he's a true artiste, mm-hmm. and he loves elaborate storyboards. Mm-hmm. In Korea, he already turned them into a graphic novel. I mean, duh. That's like 300 pages long. You would think so, duh, but See, no. Well, how come? Yeah, how come am, you don't am, do it? Am I the only one who has figured out that you, you put just a little bit of money into your storyboard, release it as a comic book, and you will fucking make money. <laughs> you have a graphic novel. <laughs> you have it. Boom. You have a graphic novel that has that, that now you can turn that you can make money on while you're making a movie. Right. And then you could, if the movie's good, you can put. For based on blah 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 and sell even more comic and, books and you got yourself a goddamn money maker and the work's already being done you're just losing out on not selling it to people well here you go uh neon i guess maybe they're a part of the people behind this they were uh go ahead and worked with them to do an english language translation mm. parasite colon a graphic novel in storyboards fun full title yeah will be published on may 19th cool I mean, Aronofsky used to do it, but oh, that's only because he couldn't make his movies. He did it with The Fountain. He was like, shit, I he can't make with, this. He did it with Noah, too. That's right. He did do it, turn Noah into a comic book as yeah, well. Yeah, and it came out first. Because he's also a nerd. Yeah. He's like in his 40s, but he, pushing it, 50, but, but he's still a nerd. It makes sense. You know, you have this weird, wacky idea. Maybe do it in graphic novel form first. If people see it and they like it, then you can turn it into a movie oh, or not. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know what else said that? You're right. You know what else said that? Um, uh, uh, what's this movie coming out? Uh, Top Gun Maverick. Joe mm-hmm. Kaczynski. He did that for Oblivion. Him and his brother okay. wrote Oblivion. Couldn't get anyone to make it. No. They turned into a graphic novel. Uh, and then got that made exactly. And then in in all reality, once that's made, then hey, guess what? You have storyboards. All you have to do is film this. It's all here. It's all here. You got it right here. <laughs> Just film this. But then, yeah, that's what uh, that's I mean, what Zack Snyder did with Watchmen. You just filmed the comic, which is beautiful. But then, if you don't do it exactly the way, then you're missing something. And I love Watchmen so much. But uh, there are issues. There are. It has issues. All these movies have issues. Um, speaking of nerds, all this nerdy stuff. Simon Pegg has an interesting update on Star Trek Four, essentially, right? Okay, so that's still going on. Hmm. No. Here we go. This is very interesting. Um, a number of things are going to be preventing Star Trek Four from happening, at least in the way that we have been accustomed to it now. Uh, Simon Pegg. The fact is, Star Trek movies don't make Marvel money. No, they don't. 
They make maybe $500 million at the most. And to make one now on the scale they have set themselves is $200 million. Mm -hmm. You have to make three times that to make a profit. I don't feel like the last one, they didn't really take advantage of the 50th anniversary. The studio execs at the time dropped the ball on the promo of the film, and we've lost momentum. Also, this is huge. Losing Anton Yelkin was a huge blow to our little family, and our enthusiasm to do another one might have been affected by that. Well, yeah. I mean, he was Scotty. He was Scotty. They were tight-knit. That happens when you make these type of movies. Like, remember when... uh, Suicide Squad, they made that. There's a story about them getting... A lot of them got Suicide Squad tattoos. Yeah. Um, like, it's just weird. It's a weird bonding experience making movies sometimes for these people. And then they're like, like, these are my friends for life. And then rap, rap party. They never talk again. Yeah. Never again. Uh-huh. It's like summer camp. Yeah. These are my friends for life. And you never see them never, ever again. Never again. Uh, <laughs> oh, childhood. <clears throat> but that makes sense, though. These movies do now cost a lot of money to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially on the scale that they've made them, that they've made... Uh, your Star Trek in the Darkness and what was that Star Trek Ultimatum what was the last one called the one with the the Beastie Boys the one that Fast and Furious guy did I, I, I can't remember the title of it Star Trek Beyond yeah. right Star Trek Afterlife in the Darkness Star Trek that's the second one <laughs> I said that already um, but he's right though it, they don't make the ceiling for them is interesting 500 million dollars is a lot of money but that means you have to make them for like 100 million but he should still be able to do that. Give it to Alex Garland. He'll give you a fucking goddamn hit. That's the thing he man. I want to. Alex Garland's like, nah, this is not Well, and the other things, you. too. I mean, these days with, you know, people's career trajectories, I'm sure, you know, the making of the first Star Trek movie cost them significantly less in just labor costs. Because Chris yeah. Pine wasn't Chris Pine. It's you know, true. I mean, very true. I mean, granted, it made Chris you know Pine what? more Chris Pine. And and you know what? They pro- right. they probably overpaid Zachary Quinto because where the fuck is he gone? You're right. <laughs> you, you, know, you know where he's gone? He's gone. I'll tell you exactly where Zachary Quinto's gone. You're right. He's gone to the cover of Advocate magazine, where after being cast as Spock, came out as gay. Okay. What happens in Hollywood, the progressive, super liberal Hollywood, mm-hmm. they're not progressive fucking. There are no gay movie stars because they fucking push those guys to the side. Mm-hmm. So that's where his career went. He revealed himself to be homosexual. That's Boo-hoo. a damn shame. It is a damn shame. That's the way it is. Um, that's why people are like still in the closet. That's why Travolta, you still get the stories about Travolta uh, cruising for dudes well, while, he's while also, getting massages he, and he's stuff. He's also a Scientologist. That's true as well, yes. The same thing, the, the same uh, rumors around Cruz, fellow Scientologists. Uh, also, those similar rumors, actually, why? That's weird. Is it just a smear campaign <laughs> Scientology? A weird anti-gay smear campaign? Um, Will Smith yeah. had not gay accusations, but bisexual. Okay. Accusations so weird, but claims that he's bisexual and also that him and Jada Pickett have the deal. Uh, and then even like bring people home, and I don't know. It's am, all stumped. Am, am I supposed to care about, That's the thing. about where Will Smith puts his penis? That's the thing. Why do we care? Why does it matter? It shouldn't matter, right? We just want to see these people act and I mean, perform as, and entertain us. You know, as, as long as he's not pulling like a zoo type thing, then like. Oh yeah, whatever. Right. Animals cannot consent. I don't care yeah. how many times that yeah, horse exactly like stomps on the floor. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell me that horse is yeah, saying yeah. yes again, but fucked or uh-huh. butt fucking you. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're pulling something like that, but I mean, whatever. You're Will Smith. Do your thing. Unless you, uh, you fucking kids. So they got this Corey Feldman pay per view where okay. he's supposedly talk revealing names and talk about people who have uh, done shit. Okay. Motherfuckers so, put it on pay per view. So like he's, he's making money off. So of he's it. gonna scream a bunch of names. And does he have any corroboration for any of this? Probably not. Uh, they do interview. Well, okay. So it's supposed to be a Finding Neverland style documentary. Where, like, yeah, we're going to name names and call out people for being sexual predators back in the day. Um, okay, cool. So one of the things that, that which, they did... Which that, is all well and good. That, apparently. But you have to be able to prove it. That's the thing. So the, the, the quote proof would be... And this is what not, did not happen. In Finding Neverland, they talked to the victims. They talked to the, the boys who have now grown up and say, listen, this is what happened back yeah. in the day. Um, Corey Haim... Corey Feldman says Corey Haim was uh, a and rape, et cetera, et cetera. Corey Haim has passed away. So uh, they went to his friends. It's a lot of people who said that they, they've spoken to Corey Haim and Corey Haim confided in them about these things. So it's a lot of like corroboration amongst people that apparently is then forming the backbone of the accusations in this movie. Uh, so again, how, how strong is that? Take that for what you will. It took uh, 50, 60, 70 women for a wine scene to go down for two out of four sexual assault charges against one person. So uh, the system is still rigged against certain people, against victims, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, oh my God, I'm down to 5% battery life. Um, let's run through some of these stories. Uh, uh, you see that Batmobile? Yes. That thing looks pretty cool, man. Mm -hmm. It's just a muscle car with a souped up engine in the back. It, look, it just looks like an old Mustang. It's actually a Charger, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's a Dodge Charger, which yeah. is just a Mustang ripoff, right? Yeah. Um, it reminds me specifically of um, the description of the Batmobile in Miller's Batman Year One, okay. which was, I think, a Lincoln Continental, but some sort of like sort of a, a bigger like not necessarily muscle car, but just a bigger car yeah. with like a crazy engine dropped into it and shit. Uh, it's very cool. Apparently, it's so this movie is not gonna be like a Batman Year One type thing, but it's gonna be like sort of Batman Year Two. Yeah. Which is uh, year three, you know? Yeah, so, so just like very I, early I, on. I've been around for a little while, so I know I I know a little bit about what's going on. But obviously, I'm going to get over my head. Yeah, <laughs> especially when we're going against Paul Dano's Riddler and Colin Farrell's uh, uh, Penguin and Zoe Kravitz's Catwoman. Uh -huh. uh, still, some speculation as to exactly which books, which comics are being adapted. Is it uh, Long Halloween? Is it? Uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, when they're leaning on, maybe they'll cherry pick. Exactly, that's what they do now anyway. That's what Marvel does. Yeah. Speaking of Marvel, Tessa Thompson confirms Christian Bale playing the villain in Thor. Th Four. Four. I forgot the F. I put it at <laughs> the end. Thor. <laughs> Thor 4. Uh, Christian Bale's the bad guy. He'll be under a bunch of makeup and be like, Rawr! and then he'll die at the end. I'm cool with that. He'll be fine. Oh, it's, it's, it's Bale. Yeah. I like Bale. Uh, also, this is weird. I pulled this story. Kamal Nunjani talking about Eternals. Mm -hmm. The Eternals, uh, the, these characters are thousands of years old. They're like celestials. They're gods. It's like a lot of space stuff. Nunjani says that the movie uses a surprising lack of green screen. Huh. Interesting. They, they went very, very strong, I guess, on the principal photography and the, on the actual photography and stuff like that. Okay. Although, is it a swerve? It's funny now how we speculated a couple years ago, now about a year and a half ago, Werner Herzog doing interviews about The Mandalorian. He's like, they're doing technology that is unbelievable. That's sort of a Schwarzenegger, but mm -hmm. bear with me here. Yeah. <clears throat> it's unbelievable, and that's a Schwarzenegger thing. But uh, Herzog was talking about how it's like the tech is unbelievable on this movie. Like, they're, they're doing new things. And he said, 
you look around and it's all really there. Practical I'm, effects. I'm like, what the fuck yeah. is he talking about, though? He's talking, he's talking so, about, he's talking about, about the fucking baby. Yeah, no. He, yeah. I want to see the baby. Partially. Show me the baby. <laughs> Show, I want to see the baby. Yes, he's talking about the baby. But he's also talking about, apparently, that it says, has since been revealed that three, not 360, but that like 180. Have you seen that the LED I, screen? I, I saw the picture. You saw the picture? And I was like, Fuck. Isn't <laughs> Where it's just, oh my God, they were not out on a desert. No. They were like yeah. in a fucking comfortable sound studio. Yeah. And it looks incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw that and I was like, God damn it, they fucking got me. They did it. They got me. Yeah. They got us good. They fucking got me. They got, they got 100%. Us, they got us damn good. To this day, though, if you if I watch some old movies, uh, old, like 70s movies, um, if the matte paintings in the background are good enough, like I'll stare at a matte painting. Oh yeah, like, is like, are those clouds moving? No, exactly. <laughs> like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the obviously the LED version where now the clouds are moving because yeah. it's like you're they're acting in front of a Thomas Kincaid painting. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking it's wild. It's really cool. Um, so that's what he was. It's funny then to find out years a year and a half later that's what he was talking about. Yeah. So right, that that one eighty set and the puppet. No, yeah. he really was being like firsthand seeing some. Cause yeah, I remember seeing on Twitter at the time people were like, "The shit they're doing on the Mandalorian set is fucking crazy," but no one would say what it is because yeah. of NDAs and stuff. And I was like, "What? What? What, what, the, what, what could they possibly be talking about?" Yeah, no, I saw that picture and I was now like, we, "Fuck!" Yeah, but now we know. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's like on a set, the no, screen behind yeah, him, but it's going, a sunset. Yeah, and I'm like. They were never in that fucking they, desert. They were they were inside the whole they time. Were, they were never outside once. Where like, they? It's like the, <laughs> it's like at the end of the Lion King, or like this movie was shot on a in a downtown LA parking lot. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Fuck! <laughs> what the fuck? Um, we already mentioned. Uh, thanks in the comment. I think it was Ron who mentioned the uh, bond being pushed because of coronavirus mm-hmm. in November. A lot of stuff's getting pushed. But I wonder though, is is it partially also because they were like, oh, we can keep editing this thing and tinkering with it, and now we now mm. we just gave ourselves eight months of post production, right? Why not? If you can buy yourself that and work on it some more and fine tune it more, uh, Mulan, uh, it's gonna get a big hit in China. Uh, uh, with the coronavirus uh, and whatnot, the director was the director, not Cassie Ann. Is uh, is it Cassie Ann? So I was talking about in Mulan how they had Donnie Yen on set. Last story, here we go. Donnie Yen was on set. Sorry, guy. They're like, we need you to do some stuff. He does his martial arts shit. They're like, fuck. We can't. We can't see you. We can't see what you're doing. You're too fast, Donnie Yen. They had to shoot his shit in slow motion. I mean, yeah. Because he's goddamn Donnie Yen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm look, looking forward yeah. to Mulan. He uses the Force, but he's not a Jedi. Yeah, what was it? Because he had a kyber crystal? He's one with the Force. He's one, he is one with the Force. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I want to rewatch that. Goddamn blind samurai. That's the thing with the Star Wars movies. So, rewatching Sith did make me want to... Episodes 1 and 2 did not make me want to... It made me want to run away from Star Wars. Rewatching Sith, though, Revenge of Sith, did make me want to rewatch... Essentially, the first three movies. Yeah. Um, I think you can throw Rogue One where it's supposed to go. And then I was thinking, like, man, I would also kind of like to watch Rogue One yeah. because that had some Vader stuff in it as well. Uh, I mean, Rogue One was, I think, definitely one of the better Star Wars movies that have been made. Yes, I I enjoy Rogue One. For me personally, of the Disney Star Wars, is I would go, I might go Last Jedi, Rogue One. Um, depends on the day. Depends on the day. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the day for sure. But I would, yeah, those are the top two. Yeah, and then for my three, it would have to be 
The Force Awakens, but with the, the closed captions on and then playing Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> uh, two and a half times, I think, covers it. Okay. So that's my third version. Uh, that's my number uh, three. Uh, and then after that, I would honestly would rather watch Rise of Skywalker ahead of Solo or Force Awakens just because it's so weird. And they, they took so many big swings and misses. Like, I gotta, I gotta watch this weird old fucking movie. I would rather see them... Uh, all the exigent. Did you know? Uh, so, so Palpatine, he was a clone. He mm-hmm. he was a. Uh, it was like a a, a, a force. We gotta end this episode. Um, <laughs> there's a still Star Star Wars news coming out. It's ridiculous. God, this is the end. Drusy Cogburn, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do. Go ahead and tell people the movie we're doing for this week's Patreon. Time Cop. Fuck yeah! Are we doing Time Cop, son? A 1994 action classic. Uh, starring the one and only Ron Silver. Yes. Everyone loves Ron Silver. Is it Silver or Silva? Silver. Ron Silver. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, thank you, Drew Cogburn. You're welcome, Chris. And you are welcome, listeners, for episode 374 of Cinema Crespity. So we will be back next week with Let Me Check Here, do some calculations. 375. Yeah, we'll be back with 375 next week. Uh, thank you very much. Patreon.com slash Crespity. So... PFT Media Production.